All right. Good go. All of our sounds. Yeah. Rocking and rolling. Yeah, we're good. Okay. I hope. I mean, we'll be fine. I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like my job is pretty secure, and I can roll on that. <laughs> Boy, there was that hesitation though. I love it. I nah, I think it. we're good. We're good. We're Question, good. man how's the how's the hair? Uh, the hair looks fantastic. I appreciate that, man. I'm in, how, how about over here? How we doing? How's my curly cue? I mean, dude, you're always bringing sexy oh. back. Always just like a step away. Just like take the glasses yeah. off and you're Superman. <laughs> just take the glasses off, bro. Oh. You're the man of steel. But it's like when, uh, you know, when, when Henry Cowell shows off the, the, the facial hair. Is that, is that where I'm at right now? Dude, you're, Henry, you like are, you are Henry. him in the French Alps <laughs> looking for the spaceship That's what, right now. <clears throat> yeah, he's just, uh, Walking through the snow for Just whatever reason, barefoot, God, chest all whatever, out, whatever. That's you right now, bro. All right, good. Just <laughs> loving it, man. <laughs> hey, man. So you sent me that photo of the Superman I at did. the Rhode Island Comic Con. I did. All was in that photo, man, except for uh, Henry Cavill. He was probably walking around Comic Con. <laughs> he was probably talking about Warhammer ninety thousand yeah. <laughs> right now. I was like super excited to get this off the ground. Yeah. It's uh, an Amazon movie, right? Is that going to be an Amazon movie? I have no clue. No. Oh. <clears throat> but I know, like, it's in, like, writing process. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool. Mind you, I don't know what Warhammer 90,000 is even about. That's fine. I'm guessing, though, just hypothetically, he does something um, with a Warhammer. Uh, it goes I to feel, war with a hammer. I feel like it's probably going to be like a uh, Five Nights at Freddy's situation where you go in there and you're like, all right then, yeah, but it's got like Henry Cavill and not well. It's going to be it's going to be a little bit better, but the same outcome as far as not knowing what's going on because it has a man that I'm in love with. Yeah, yeah. You seen those eyes? First time I heard the I Beatles, have. man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the remaining Superman, who is that yeah. uh, caught his ass early this pod, guys? Yes, yeah, yes, Kevin Good. That's um. <laughs> The reigning Superman that was at the Rhode Island Comic Con. Who was there? Who was in this photo? Um, uh, who do we got here? Let me pull it back up. Uh, is it uh, Dean Kane? Was Dean there? Dean Kane. Uh, Brandon Roth. Brandon Routh. Yeah. And Tom Wellis. Tom Welling? Is it Welling? Welling. Welling. Wellington? No, it's just Welling. Tom Welling. Tom Welling. Yeah. Tom Beef Wellington. Yes. All right. Beefcake. Tom Beefcake Wellington. And then your boy from Superman and Lois. Um, I don't even know this guy's name. I forget his name too. Oh, he's the only Man. he's the only active Superman right now. Man, he really yeah. he really is. He's got to be an un- unemployed Superman though. <laughs> yeah, he's got a very limited <laughs> uh, future there. Uh, I, mean, I, can't, I can't remember what his name. I know. I think it's is it Tyler. Tyler Hutchlin. Tyler Hutchinson? Is that Josh's Hutch- older brother? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> or younger brother? I don't yeah. know. Josh is the freaking Five Nights at Freddy's movie star. Yeah. Uh, dude, he really is. Like, of all the Supermen that we've had, we could even include Cavill, who's not in here, and obviously, yeah. rest in peace, George Reeves. Uh, Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Reeves. George Christopher. Reeves has also been Superman, by the mm. way. Serial, back in the uh, black and white days. Gotcha, yes. Um, Your favorite, overall. 
uh, as far as like the and why is it Dean? The Dean. as far as the mo- <laughs> like the the movie world, the film world. Um, There's only been three. I mean, I the ones I like, honestly, like kind of remember. I remember all of them. Excuse me, but the ones that I really like go back to a lot are, are the Christopher Reeves movies. Yeah, and that's just childhood stuff, right? We always like to go back and see the the things we just sit down in front of the TV for and have to wait around to watch because we couldn't just pull them up on streaming whenever we felt like it. They made a man fly. <laughs> they did it. And, like, we fell in love with that. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, like, the OG, triple OG, in it's color, green, Christopher Reeves. That green, that, that original green screen. That original, where they had them just, like, a, yeah, like, laying on, like, a little box or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Somebody, lean, somebody rolling, lean, somebody rolling a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I kind of go back to that to those uh, those movies. Okay, yeah. So like, there's no point even really having this conversation. You know who my favorite is of all time? It's Henry Cavill. There's no doubt about that. But like, I will say this. I know D- Dean Cain was where, where was that man? Oh I, God, I, I, I get I it. Hated Dean Cain. I know. <laughs> Well, because, like, it was not a Superman show. It was a Lois and Clark show. Yeah. And, like, they're boring unless she's in danger and he's in costume. He was in costume for, like, seven minutes an episode. That's what's interesting, like, about these three that are, you know, Brandon Roth was in in the movies. He wasn't in the... Well, he was in one movie, The Superman Returns. Oh, he he actually had come back on Legends of... uh, uh, so Legends the, of he, Tomorrow. He, he, was he was suited up. Shows. He suited up. Yeah, as Superman, and it was awesome. Really, he looked really awesome. He was like an older Superman, though, right? Yeah, he like was career like later in his career, head of Daily Bugle, or whatever they called it, Daily Planet, or whatever. I don't, Daily Planet. Nice. Bugle. That's that's our boy behind me. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like Tom Wellings, who played uh, Clark Kent as. High school Clark Kent, right? No suit. And then you get towards Dean Kane, which was like middle of his career, all that stuff. And then you have Tyler uh, Hutchland, which is married with kids, and his kids are teenagers. Trying to do his album thing, yeah. Kind of a weird, kind of a weird, like uh, comparing them, like Cause who's the best super? They're all different they're because all, they're all different iterations. I see yeah, what yeah. you're saying here. I'm just always trying to do bits while you're trying to actually break something down. Yeah, yeah. Pour it in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a horrible friend. Yeah. Uh, no, man, I, I get that. I guess like breaking it down as far as yeah, they're all different in their timeline and career and stuff. Yeah. There, um, I, nobody liked 2006 Superman Returns. Um, it was a very slow movie, right? But I really enjoyed Brandon Routh as Superman. I saw him as like a Christopher Reeves in the 2000s. Yeah, I didn't have any issue with his Superman at all. Yeah. Um, But like I said, I mean, as far as the movies that I really liked the most would have been back to Christopher Reeves style because that's when when my imagination was really really kicking back, back in the younger days. Yeah, I guess like <clears throat> coming off the high of the Dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. and then rolling right into the Christopher Nolan written Man of Steel. Yeah. Is why I love that movie so much, oh, right? That 
movie is badass. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no we, doubt about, talked it. about it. So no, many times. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. All right, guys. So let us know your favorite iteration of Superman. Who is awesome. it and why? Is it the cute little kid that's in the front of the po- picture here? With us on our socials, guys. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't know. I don't know that kid. <laughs> I don't know that kid is. All right, brother. Let's uh, head up over the head with some Uh-oh. news. <clears throat> Breaking news from Uprock Media, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw the YouTube video last week, but we have a new banner that, that flies. We got a new banner? That, that flies over movie news. Yo, tell yeah. the boys in the digital department. Yeah, they're doing they're work. Damn, good job, <laughs> bro. It's some work. Yeah, we're not giving you guys a raise, but no, you guys are not doing at all. F- fantastic. I'm doing that good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it at the beginning <laughs> of the year. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, everybody's favorite cooking Chicago cooking show, The Bear, which is on FX, uh, starring Lip from uh, Shameless, Jeremy Allen White, mm-hmm. and a whole host of other people, has come back for season three, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. JV, have you watched any of this yet? I have not watched any of it. Dude. <clears throat> this, is, uh, this is on Hulu right now, too, right? This is on Hulu, yeah. So I just subscribed back to Hulu, actually. Nice for our movie of the so, week, uh, that and New Girl, nice and Rick and Morty, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, catch up on the Orville. Yeah, you watched the Orville. I have not. Oh, it's pretty funny. Nice. I watched the first season, so I got to catch up on the other ones. Well, you have a lot uh, of uh, stuff to watch, and I recommend The Bear ASAP, um, guys. If you not, if anybody has not seen The Bear. Um, I will compare it to a show that I know everybody has watched, which is Ted Lasso, where it's a rated R. There's F-bombs, a lot of adult-centered stuff, but it's a really feel-good show about people struggling and yeah. getting through you know, their, their crap, right, mm. and getting on top. And everybody is there for each other, and it's like a family dynamic amongst all the characters. And it's just, it's just awesome. But obviously there's yeah. like a lot of infighting and... Yeah. cussing and hollering and stuff and it's just good it's good writing it's fast it's quick and you learn so much about food that like you didn't know you're i'm actually watching it you know and i love the cook yeah. so i'm just like oh yeah i can mess that up bro is this as good as a chef it's a different vibe it it, it it is no 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 good comparison yeah. it's, it is a different like vibe but like you still get that same like feel good from the bottom going to like doing yeah something. yeah yeah you know what I mean? Gr- growth. That growth. growth yes, yeah. that's what you get there. So I'm really excited okay, for season three of The Bear. Guys, it's going to be on, on Hulu. Let us know your thoughts. We'll, we'll return next year. I'll put it on the list. It's on, the, on list. the list. Boom. All right, team. Moving forward here. If y'all know about Ryan Murphy's American uh, series that he has always on like FX and stuff, well, he has another one. We have American Horror Story, American mm-hmm. Crime, um, so many uh, other ones as well. Uh, American Love Story. We have American Sports Story coming to FX. And Interesting. It's going to be a wild one about mm-hmm. the embattled, now deceased, ex-NFL player Aaron Hernandez. You know about this guy's story? Uh, I know some of it. Um 
not basically like just that it was a mess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not not going to spoil anything. I hope yeah. everybody watches it. I'll definitely check this sense out of well. But he played for the New Orleans Patriots. He was a tight end. He played at Florida. Uh, one of the highly recruited tight ends was on the national championship team. Was played with Tebow, um, but also was a, a thug on yeah, the side. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Dealt with some dudes, some some criminals and stuff like that. Um, got convicted for murder. Was in jail. Ended up taking his own life um, because of that. <clears throat> but this is going to be a new show. Now, have you watched anything American Horror or American Crime or American Love or anything of that? Have you watched any of these? I used to watch American Horror Story when it first dropped. I think I did watch some of those. Um, if I remember correctly, I think I started watching them, and I was watching an episode, and it got super weird, and I just never watched it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just kind of dropped off. I was like, I'm good here for right now. And it just never went back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I dropped I dropped a, f- I did a lot. I've only seen, like, for American Horror Story, I've only seen, like, four seasons in full. Oh, wow. I've probably seen about four episodes myself. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the first season was awesome. There was one at Roanoke. There was one, like, from, like, an 80s horror movies type vibe. Yeah. There was, like, a 2016, like, Trump-Clinton-type uh, Hmm. season or whatever which was weird um <laughs> so like those are the ones that, that i watched they yeah were pretty pretty good there okay but guys we have uh yeah american crime story actually there was also another american crime where it was um about the oj simpson trial gotcha. that was the first american crime. that yeah, was actually gotcha. really good um but yeah this is american sports story with aaron hernandez and it looks like the hunger games star josh andres rivera adapt to portray the embattled NFL star in the anthology series. So all this according to uh, Hollywood Reporter, guys. Uh, have you watched any of Ryan Murphy's American stories? Do you enjoy them? What is your favorite series? What is your favorite season? There you go. With those on our socials, guys, let us know your thoughts. All right, brother. Well, with that being said... I'm really ready to talk about these trailers, bro. All right. So let's just jump into this week's pod. Welcome to this episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're going to discuss the trailers for The Fall Guy, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Episode 5 of, Lo- of Loki, and our movie of the week, Hollywood Homicide. Love Harrison Ford, man. Oh, yeah. All right, team. We got some trailers coming at you here. We got The Fall Guy with uh, my man, Ryan mm-hmm. Gosling. He's just so hot right now. He really is. Um, and Emily Blunt, Hannah Waddington, and a bunch of others. And then we got the follow-up for the Planet of the Apes movie. We are now... In the kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Guys, these uh, trailers, we're going to watch them in full length. Is this the, the third in the tr- in a trilogy, or was this a fourth one? This will be the fourth, fourth movie. Okay. We'll talk about that after yeah, we uh, review it there. But, of, guys, uh, click that link tree and 
Like, share, subscribe. You can yeah. see our faces, all that good stuff there. Uh, tell your mom. Let them know. Yeah. All right, team. Uh, we have the fall guy. According to IMDb, Colt Seavers is a stunt. One badass name, okay? Is yes. a stuntman who left the business a year earlier to focus on both his physical and mental health. He's drafted back into services when the star of a mega budget studio movie, which is being directed by his ex, goes missing. JV. That's crazy. Star studded cast. Give me your thoughts, brother. Uh, right off the bat, I mean, it's just intense. Yeah. Um, some good looking people on the screen here. And uh we get we get these actors that are in this one particular, this cast that you know can bring funny. Mm-hmm. They can bring fun. They can bring drama. They can also bring the action. So, super awesome combination that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, man. We're talking like Emily Blunt and Ryan Gosling in a movie together with that chemistry. Mm-hmm. You can just tell. off. The, like Emily Blunt is one of those actors who it's easy. To, it seems like it's very easy to work off of her, right? Yeah. She gives you that, that tug and that pull with um the way that like the chemistry works yeah and then you have ryan gosling right who i don't know man i just didn't know this guy was this funny (laughs) right i didn't know this guy had this much like comedic like good comedic timing and that's fairly recent yeah like before it was all the the romantic Movies oh, romantic, and stuff, romance or, stuff. Or if he did do some action, you know, he was in a bunch. He was in, um, like, the hardcore action film, Drive. Yeah. He was in, right? That was really, like, drama serious, right? And the other one was Only God Forgives, which he didn't even, I don't think he even spoke in. Mm. Um, no, I think he did speak in that, but it was really silent. It was more of a silent film. Gotcha. There wasn't many screenplay Got- words. Right. And so he was very serious in that as well. Um, just wild, man. But Emily Blunt, Hannah Waddingham, Ryan Gosling, Teresa Palmer, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Lee Majors, the original fall guy, by the way. Uh Stephanie Shu, Winston Duke, Adam Dunn, like the list goes on, guys. Yes, it's it a great like I like that David Lettich, who has directed some really good movies in a very short amount of time. Um, he's one of the best in the business. You know, he just did Bullet Train. Right. He uh He's the uncredited director of John Wick. He did Atomic Blonde, Hobbs and Shaw, um, Deadpool 2. So, you know, he will get that timing down. Right, with right. all the comedy and the action because he's definitely done both. I love that. Also, you got Drew Pierce who was writing this film. Drew Pierce wrote one of the Fast and not Fast and Furious movies, but he wrote one of the Mission Impossible movies. Nice. But his first big screen film that he wrote, Iron Man 3. Hilarious. Nice. Guys, the fall guy. Are you excited for this? Uh, with all us on our socials, let us know your thoughts. All right. Well, first, let me fix my eardrums. Good gosh. That thing was all just, was just super loud. Crescend, crescendo the entire oh, time. Nice word. Whole, I mean, you know, I know a little, a little yeah, something, something yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, it was just like <laughs> loud the entire time there. And I get it. And they played it over all that gorgeous um, scenery. So. Guys, we have Kingdom of the Planet of Apes. Uh, according to IMDb, many years after the reign of Caesar, a 
young ape goes on a journey that will lead him to question everything he's been taught about the past and make choices that will define a future for apes and humans alike. Wow. JV, did you watch any of these movies starting with, um, I think it came out like in 2011, maybe? With Franco, Franco, yeah. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, And it was War. Yeah. These were some good movies, man. Yeah, I watched, um, I've seen all of them back to, what, 60s, 70s? Oh, you watched all all uh, those too? Yeah, I've seen all all of the the franchise, uh, but in this particular or all of the Planet of the Apes in general, but these particular ones, yeah, I've seen the James Franco one, and then the ones in between. Yes, yeah, so these movies are interesting, man, because this follows. So there's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes that is a prequel to those movies from back in the day. And actually, let me back up here. Sorry. There's Rise of the Planet of the Apes. It came out in 2011. Um, That was directed by Rupert Wyatt and starring our boy Franco. And then there's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That came out in 2014, directed Mm -hmm. by Matt Reeves, who directed The Batman. And then also War for the Planet of the Apes. That came out in 2017. Right. Um, also directed by Reeves. So is this gonna so is this gonna be the fourth one or the this fifth is one? Be the fourth one in this of the Planet of the Apes series. Gotcha. Okay, so that first that the one that's just Planet of the Apes isn't part of this one. No, because because like we're not there yet. Gotcha. You know, I see. I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, Rise is the first, we're still, like, humanity is still, like, humans are still doing the thing. Then there's Dawn, and then there's War, and now there's Kingdom. Yeah. At some point, we get to Planet of the, Planet Apes. Of the Apes. Okay. At some point. I just don't know I was exactly just reading. Where. I couldn't remember where that one fell. I, I just saw where it talks about them landing on the planet. Yeah. So, I'm with yeah. you. Okay. But it looks like here they're they're trying to gear up for another trilogy with... Uh, these planet, the kingdom of the planet of the apes is the first of a, of a new trilogy. Is what it looks like here, and we're way after Caesar's reign. Yes, or good bit out. After good, that. good bit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see this one, man. Uh, quick trailer, just a teaser trailer. There, this just yeah. dropped, but um, gorgeous. Yeah, this is what I love about these movies, man. Once we got into. Dawn and then War. Um, these movies just kept on be- being more gorgeous. Yeah. And there's so much more detail on the apes themselves. Right. Which I really enjoyed, right? And you saw the maturation process of the apes and how they've leveled up basically in life. Oh, yeah. And Big they've time. gotten smarter. Um, Kingdom is that exact same thing. Yeah. They're, they're talking, actually, like humans are now extinct in the little bit that are running around. They're like enslaved, it looks like, or kind yeah. of just used as peasants is what it looks like here. Um, a lot of allegories that about life in general and like yeah. the animal and who's not is happening in this. Looks like they're kind of starting their own uh, cities and villages and stuff. Yes. So it looks like that's what we're going to see here is like different, I guess, cultures in the, the ape world. Yep. Maybe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, looks pretty awesome. 
these movies made money, dude. These yeah. movies definitely made some serious cash. Mm-hmm. Cash, cash. Well, Rise against a $93 million budget made 481. Dawn was 170, made 710, 710. Wow. And then War kind of dropped a, a little bit in 2017. It was uh, against 152 million, it made 490. But still, it's still a killer yeah, yeah. movie, though. Yeah. Killer movie, guys. Um, guys, we'll throw this on our socials. Uh, do you like these movies? Uh, which one is your favorite? There you go. Also, did you see the one with Mark Wahlberg, directed by Tim Burton? That's also one as well. Huh. Yeah. You ever see that one? No. I'm going to look at that right now. Yeah. Marky Mark was in a Planet of the Apes movie, directed by Tim Burton. 2001. Yeah, it was wild. It was definitely wild, man. Good boy. Okay. I mean, I, I, it was the first Planet of the Apes movie that I saw. Oh, so that was the... Oh, okay. Yeah, that was Planet of the Apes. It was like a reimagining yeah. of the original movie. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't... Recommend it. I don't know if I saw it. I just don't remember it. Maybe I didn't want to remember it. Re- I recommend it. It's actually a pretty damn good time. Yeah, I don't remember that. Guys, we'll throw us on our cool. socials. Let us know your thoughts. All right, man. I'm excited for this week's movie. Ready to hop in it? Okay. You don't sound that excited. It's all good, uh, though. You're fine. I, well, I was going to ask you what you thought about this week's Loki episode. Oh, God. I did it again. Because I... I was curious about that because I am super confused about what's going on. Okay, guys, let's back up a second. We do have Loki. I keep on forgetting about it. I, I just, I'm waiting till Thursday. Like, Thursday cannot get here soon enough. Yeah, right? yeah. That's what I want. Like, I look forward. I never look forward to, like, Thursdays. Um, now I do because that's the greatest night of television right now. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, because of just Loki alone. I did catch up on uh, Gen V as well. We can't talk about that here. We cannot talk about this. This is, this is a PG-13 yeah. podcast. Damn it. <laughs> Gen V is uh, for the pirates, guys. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's definitely talk about Loki, man. Uh, this show and its writing, it just keeps on getting better. Yeah. But at the same exact time, it does the best just stop we're like we're moving into a direction right and we're gonna see you next week yeah this one really like i i know i understand what's happening but i don't understand like where it's going i don't get it i'm lost in this this one lost me like like what's he doing like i understand he wants to like fix the timeline yeah or fix the TVA to stop, but but like in this particular episode, I just was so like it was fun, but at the same time, it was kind of like. Did you want to buy a personal watercraft? I don't. I don't want to buy a personal watercraft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get to learn. We're learning about the like the variants, their particular lives and stuff like that, but. At the same time, at the end of the episode, I was like, what really just happened? Like, 
I didn't get it. He now has the power to control his blipping, his movement through time. But why though? That's where I'm lost. Like, well, like he. So, like, here's the thing. I guess we just ain't got to that yet. We might not have got to that as how he can do it. Yeah, I still don't know why the hell he also like fried himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of unanswers, but that's what him and Obi was talking about. It's like, Obi's just like, yeah, I believe you, whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, and then, and then <laughs> <laughs> he said, you just walked out of a freaking plasma door or whatever you call it. Of course it. I'm going to believe you. And then, uh, it was kind of like, you know, just natural belief. Like you have to try to control this in some way. Yeah. You're, you're letting it control you. You need to go ahead and hone it and control it. That's why like he was practicing, right? And then at the end, I guess when the odds were stacked up against him, you know, he found the, you know, power of friendship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and went back in time. Right. You know what I mean? So like started to control it. That's what I see. <laughs> I mean, I saw that too, but it's still like a, I guess it's kind of where we've been this whole episode though, is like what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I guess it's part for the course. Right. And they're saying that these, these two episodes are this one and the next one that drops on Thursday when this pod drops, guys. So listen to this pod, go home, watch the last episode of Loki. If you haven't watched right. the episode, binge watch the entire thing. All of it. Um, after it's this literally like thing. a little over seven hours. So um, after this podcast. <laughs> it's supposed to lead up into like the multiverse. Like we're really getting, like we've been getting like bits and pieces of the multiverse and stuff right. like that. Um this is really supposed to dive us in there. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but we get uh, Loki season finale on Thursday. We get the Marvels next week, uh, this yeah. weekend. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited about where this is going. Hopefully, it gets super weird. I want in a it to good get way. Weird, man. yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like, let's get weird. You know how like we loved how Ragnarok got really weird. Yeah, because. I mean, we got to get back to uh, Charlie's Theron as well. Yes, we do got to get back to she's her. She's got to, she needs to get back in there. She is in there here as well, man. Yeah. There's so much stuff we got to do, man. The guy. Got to save the multiverse. The guy from, uh, uh, I was just talking about it. The guy from, uh, crap, the soccer show. What's the soccer show called? Ted Lasso? The guy from Ted Lasso is playing Hercules now. So there's a, oh, lot, yeah, of, yeah. a lot of things <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff <laughs> happening, guys. Yeah. Uh, no, Loki's great, man. It was a great episode. I love just the dialogue between him and every character, actually. Yeah, it was not, really not just him and Mobius, right? But it's him and everybody and understanding. And just the scene where you saw Sylvie kind of run away from yeah. the destroying timeline. Like, it's just fun, man. Yeah, it's like he's kind of finding his purpose, right? Which is what he's always looking for, like his... His calling, glorious purpose, yes, <laughs> is going to be to fix this situation, and fix the knows, TVA. Man. He might be the one to lead him against Kang. Yep, or whatever the Let's variant go. is called that they're going to the big bad variant because Kang is dead after Ant Man and Quantum Mania. I don't know. We'll see. It might blip back. Who knows, man? We might blip. Tony Stark might still be alive. Who I mean, those, knows, man? There's like a thousand of them. So you know what I mean? <laughs> they can just use whichever one they want. Wait, we might see Tom Cruise as Tony Stark. Who knows, yeah. man? Be wild, okay? You can just do yeah. anything yep. right now. 
and make it happen, guys. So That's with all this on our socials, guys, let us know your thoughts. All right, now we're going to jump into this. Let's go. Yep. Yep. Hollywood Homicide. Oh, yeah. This bad boy dropped in 2003. Yes, it did. See that saline in this movie, dude? Yeah. Drop top saline? Yeah. God, I thought I, I, I wanted one of those so bad. <laughs> that was that was one to have. That was the one to have. That silver know. one. I don't know. Your boy's Cadillac was pretty, <laughs> pretty sweet, too. I think it was pretty sweet. God. Times technology yeah. and cars. All right, <laughs> um, the release Hollywood Homicide released in two thousand three. A bunch of other movies that released that year: How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, Bad Santa, Elf. Uh, so two Christmas movies: yeah. uh, Underworld, The Italian Job, Big Fish, Old School, and the movie that made the lead character a legit bona fide movie star. That's right, guys. You guessed it: Dwayne the Rock Johnson in The Rundown. Good year. Ob- obviously, good. obviously, Sean William yeah, Scott. That was a lot of good movies. That was a damn good year for movies, dude. When I was re- doing like reviewing Sh- this, Sean William Scott did him a big favor that year with that movie. <laughs> Sean William Scott put him on the map. Yeah, okay? he really did. <laughs> he, was, he was really awesome that movie. Everybody too. was like the Scorpion King. Nah, that wasn't yeah. that, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Brendan Fraser, we love you. We love yeah. the movie movies. But it was Sean William Scott that helped Dwayne the Rock Johnson sail I, to these heights that he's at now. I believe that. It's true, man. Yeah. Brendan Fraser even said it in an interview. The pages are stuck together, so I can't find it, but, you know, it's in there. <laughs> Guys, Hollywood Homicide is directed by Ron Shelton and is written by Robert Souza and Ron Shelton. Have a $75 million budget and grossed $51.1 million. So, there you go with that. Boom. Uh, starting this, we have Harrison Ford as Sergeant Joe... Uh, Gavilan, uh, Josh Hartnett as Detective Caldine. I need to make this font a little bigger because I can't see it. You love getting old. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lena Olin as hey, Ruby. I need my peepers. <laughs> I need my peepers. Yeah, I can't see I'm the screen. Get some of those ones that like clip around my neck to put over the glasses I have now. Bruce Greenwood as Lieutenant Mako, Isaiah Washington as Anton Sertain, Lita Oh Davidovich as Cleo Ricard. Damn good. Keith David as Captain Leon and Master P. Remember him? Make Master him P. say oh as Julius Ermas. Na 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 na. All right, brother. Uh, like you so eloquently do every single week, mm. and we appreciate you, and the fans do too. Give us that quick synopsis, brother. We got a couple of partners that get involved in a club shooting investigation. And this new case gets twisted up with an old case that leads to finding some dirty cops. All right. So, I'll tell you off the bat, man. Yeah. Before we even dive into these characters, this movie right here is a guilty pleasure for me. (laughs) I understand. It is. Yeah. Everything about this movie is just like... It's such a guilty pleasure, man. So let's start at the top. We got Harrison Ford as Sergeant Joe Gavlin. First and foremost, Harrison Ford, man can do no wrong. Really can't. He is awesome in everything. He's believable in literally everything that he does. And as Sergeant Joe Gavlin, he is this homicide detective, but he's also a real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's both at the exact same time. (laughs) The exact same time. 
There's no, no line in between those careers. My man is in hot pursuit of a, of a perp, yeah. right? And he's closing a $7 million home. <laughs> $7 million home, okay? <laughs> I love that, man. Oh, I what what he's talking to, uh, I think he was talking to, like, um, Sartain, and he's gives him his business card, <laughs> and he gives him. He's like, "What are you trying to sell me? A house? You gave him the wrong business card. Good times, right? Good time. But I love like even in the you know this plot revolves around this uh, shooting and this killing of these uh, of this hip hop group at this at this club, this nightclub, mm-hmm. right? And he's talking to the club owner who is Master B, Julius Armas, and yeah. Armas is like, "Man, I'm just trying to buy a house," and it was like. Ding! Yeah. <laughs> you are light bulb went off. Yeah. And it was just like, "Yo, money right there." Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and and set this up here, man. Uh, but I do like him because he's still he's he's like that prototypical old school cop. Yeah, right. That is going has been uh, older guy. You know, at the twilights of his career, still doing it. Calls himself a good cop. Uh, does real estate on the side, but does everything by the book. Yeah. It might not be like directly on the pages of the book, mm. but he is a good cop. Yeah. Um, but you the whole the whole story kind of toes that line about like what does this what is going on? Why is uh Bruce Rubin's character Mako definitely on him the entire time? So that's always fun to kind of understand what is going on. But he always like says, "I'm innocent. I didn't do nothing. Yeah. I'm just a good cop the entire time." So. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, the moment we've been waiting for, the reason why I even watched this movie back in 2003, mm-hmm. obviously Harrison Ford, but right. um, I I was obsessed with Josh Hartnett, who wasn't in the early I, 2000s. I thought right? you were going to say Master P, but... <laughs> that, dude, that dude was getting around in some movies for a minute there, he too. He definitely was. Yeah, yeah. He definitely was, man. Uh, but what were your thoughts about this character? Yeah, uh, so Detective Calden, you know, it's... It's kind of weird, like, you got this young, young, really young detective, but he's kind of like Joe as well. Like, he does other things, so he's, like, doing the the yoga, right, or um, just being, uh, doing private lessons for things and <laughs> uh, massaging people. Like, for things, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're, like, the same guy. They're the same guy. They're just in different stages of their life. Yeah. And I thought Josh Hartnett in this particular role was really cool because he was just a young guy. He was having fun. He was, you know, being a single young detective and was cool with it. He wasn't trying to do nothing more than have a good time and make some money and Find his bliss too. His bliss, time. right? And he had a bunch of those, right? I love <laughs> yeah. that he he had this aspiration to be an actor, but he did like yoga, like you said, he did yoga. And then the question is like, why do you even do this, right? I love that that conversation. Yeah, where the the first one where they talk about why do you want to be an actor? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a great, such a good conversation. <laughs> and that's like though that that's the good chemistry between the two, right? Yeah. Even though. Uh, if you're leaving, looking at the production notes and everything, where they didn't really get along, mm. you can't tell that when the when, it's, when the director says action, you have these t- two actors. They might not be best friends, whatever, but yeah. you got to get the, get the job done. Yeah, right. And the job is not to be like buddy buddy. It, 
job is to be like, I'm the older cop. You're the younger kid. I'm going to show you the ropes. Yeah. You're going to try to like outdo me or whatever. That worked with these two. Yep. Right. Agreed. But when they also had those quiet moments where they wanted to understand each other, um, that was just good acting between th- these two, man. Oh, yeah. Um, my favorite thing about Calden is the fact that, like, he did get into yoga and stuff like that to hook up with girls, but also, like, he makes money on the side. Yeah. But he never remembers a name. <laughs> I love that aspect, right? <laughs> That's just, like, a, I'm young, I'm yeah. hip, I'm a cop, I'm living in Hollywood, I'm a detective here, and, yeah, I don't remember your name. And... It seems to be fine. <laughs> they do not care. Nobody's worried about it. <laughs> no. Well, the one girl's like, it's close enough. <laughs> so, there you go. So good, man. So good. All right. We have uh, Lena Olin as Ruby. Uh, she is the fling, the girlfriend of Joe Gavilan, who we see in there. She's also a, um, what does she play? Uh, she's a mind reader, a Psychic is what she said. Yes, psychic is what it is in this movie. And they don't think that she's helping, but she actually ends up putting them in the right place at the right Mm -hmm. time when she goes shopping. But, yeah, I thought that was uh, really cool. But she's also the ex-wife of our next character, Bruce Greenwood's Lieutenant Bernard Bernie Macko. And that's like um, uh, Gavilan's... Arch nemesis, isn't it? <laughs> they work on the same team, but yeah, yeah Arch. Nemesis. <laughs> but but he's but he's IA though. So internal affairs, like all the cop. If you ever you know any of these cop movies, yeah. uh, or internal internal affairs is breathing down our back. Yeah, nobody likes internal affairs, right? Um, just for it's, this exact reason. That's like in the field HR kind of situation. exactly. Yeah, exactly is what it is there. <laughs> um, and Mako is definitely trying to find some dirt on Gavlin. Rest him at one point in time. Can't find anything. Nope. Can't except, find anything at all on this guy. This old lady. This old lady uh, <laughs> coming home doing the walk of shame. Back to her car. Got to roll. Yeah, yeah. Got to roll there, man. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's on the hunt the entire time, just looking for stuff on Gavlin and Calden there. Um, all right. Isaiah Washington plays Anton Sartain. This guy is um, – you can tell off the bat, man, as soon as you meet this guy, he's up to no good, right? The, oh, yeah, the yeah. movie doesn't even try to, like, hide the fact, right? It's a detective, uh, let's figure it out type of thing, but it doesn't take long for this movie to unravel. Yeah. It's just about, like, the cops getting to the end of it and yeah. getting the guys. And I think at one point, Gavlin says, too, he's like, yeah, he was he was lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't trust nobody right here. Yeah. They're all lying. Yeah. Yeah, um, but you know the 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 smooth, suave uh, business executives uh, like who got, who actually killed, well, paid to have HTO Click the the hip hop group uh, killed, right? Because it sent a message saying like, "Hey, we're gonna walk out of the studio. You are treating us right. Nobody else is gonna do that after they get shot up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah." Kind of, it's kind of sends a message, but there's also some other underlying like business deals and stuff gone bad as well. So, um, seems like a good guy on surface. Isaiah Washington, good looking guy and everything, yeah. but he's an asshole. <laughs> he's our, he's Fair. our, he's one of our villains, guys. Gotcha. So, yeah, we got Lolita uh, Davovich, like you said there, uh, Cleo Ricard. She is the 
quick scene, she is a madam for one, and she's also the informant of Gavilin. Right. Mako, it's a, she's a red she, herring the entire movie because Mako thinks that she's involved with Gavilin other than just being an informant. Yeah, yeah. So she's kind of a red herring for Mako and bringing Gavilin down and everything. Um, but not a big scene, but definitely uh, integral to the story. Right. All right. We've got the man Keith David. Now, <clears throat> before we jump into his role as just the the loud black captain, you know what I mean? <laughs> in here, right? Um, who's just like prototypical in these like movies. Yeah. Who just like yells at his, his detective. What are y'all doing in here? Get back to work. Yeah. I only give y'all, I only got y'all a couple of minutes, so go ahead and just figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Keith David I love because Keith David plays voices of my favorite characters from my childhood. Okay. I, I got to bring, every time I hear Keith David's voice, the only person that I can hear is Goliath from Gargoyles. Mm. You ever watch Gargoyles? Yeah, but I I can't, can't picture that, or I can't hear that voice, though. Yeah. Now go back. Uh, live action Gargoyles coming out, though. I oh, hear I that. Yeah. I hear that there. So maybe Keith David will voice him again. I mean, they let Optimus Prime do it from the 80s all the way through, so... The guy who voiced him, so Peter Cullen, so you might as well, man. Highly recommend. <laughs> Bring Keith David on. Uh, but no, this guy is just the the captain. He's over Gavlin and, and Calden, and yeah, he's just basically just like yelling at him the entire time. And I love it, because it, 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 it is the one thing that is like very prototypical. You ever seen The Last Action Hero with yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger with like the black captain oh, yeah. like yelling at him? It's just it's like... What it is, I love that they put a black man like as like the the head of the unit, the captain and stuff, but like oh, yeah. the the stereotypical, like you're just going to yell and yeah. sweat, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, I think about that. But, but, yeah. the, but the one asset, the one like thing that, that uh, Keith David brings <clears throat> to this character outside of those stereotypes is like, he does trust his guys and he gets his guys out of a lot of sticky situations with um, Mako and, Internal affairs. I do appreciate that he was there at every step. Yeah, he can. He comes in and he puts his foot down. Like, hey, can't just treat these guys like that. Exactly, They're my guys. These are my guys. Correct, correct. There. All right, and let's talk about Master P. Yeah, talk about Master P, yeah. man. I'm gonna look up his IMDb real quick while we're talking about him. Let's do it. Kind of see what he had going on because I mean I remember seeing him. Him and DMX were, were all over the place. DMX was definitely yeah. all over the place, man. Rest in yes, peace, Earl Simmons. Yes, sir. Percy Robert Miller Sr., 1970, 53. Yeah, boy. Let's see. Oh, he's got he's got a little list here. Yo, man. He's got some stuff going on. He was in Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, Undisputed, Dark Blue, Death of the Dynasty, Scary Movie 3, God's Gift. What is this? Yeah, he has some stuff going on. I got the hook, the Players Club. That's what it was. There you that, go. And I got the hookup. Just dumb movies, man. Just fun. Yeah. But like yeah. I said, there, there was a time there where it was just like you saw him all over the place, man. Exactly. If he was not like, if he's not dropping an album or like a music video or something, right. he was in a movie, right? If he wasn't doing that, right, he was making chips or a cereal or something. You know what I <laughs> mean? He, this, this guy, 
He's all, like he really just would had. If you go to his other ventures, man, he's all over the place. Yeah, he is all over the place with what he does, man. I, I do appreciate the hustle of th- this man. He also was in video games, the street yeah. hoops back in two thousand and two. Man, get yeah. money twenty eighteen. Like you can't stop this guy. You can try to yeah. contain him. I mean, he was actually in a lot more movies than than uh, I really remember. Yep. Yeah. Try to contain this guy. There was one called Black Superman. S U P A M A N. Yeah, man. All right. That's cool. Start starred me. <laughs> he played my father. He plays your father. <laughs> <laughs> plays my hood father, yeah. bro. Uh yeah, film. I mean, TV series too. Wow. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I know he was. Uh, I said he was hot there, and seeing him around, and when he popped up in this, and I was like, all right, yeah, let's right, go, let's go. It was, it was really cool, and like the fact that he was not just like a 2003 guy, so a stereotypical black guy, Hollywood hood or whatever. Right, that he had money. Mm-hmm. He's trying to pay six million for a house. You yeah, know what I mean, oh. yeah. Mount Olympus, right? I don't want no Mount Olympus. Yeah, you're trying to get something there. bigger than that. What? You don't want a Mount Olympus estate house, bro? Like, uh, you yeah. need something better than that? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, was his, been, that was his real life, too. The, exactly. Yeah, that's what he did in real life. He's always buying something. I've, I've never been to the Mount Olympus area of Hollywood. But I don't know what I that means. I just assume that, that it's means really, it's, I don't even know if it's a real place. I have no They clue. had a nice sign out. Kind of looked like a convenience store sign, though, but it's whatever. <laughs> really? No super gloves. No, yeah. It's just like one of those plastic signs with the light in it. You had uh, Gladys Knight as Olivia Robido, who was one of the um, guys' mothers. So it was cool yep. to see Gladys Knight in there. Lou Diamond Phillips as Wanda, who is the undercover cop. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes because you have Colin. He's just like, oh, Joe, don't, don't yeah. do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he's undercover like, oh, as no. a hooker. Gets into the car with Gavin. They go around well, that, the corner. That was messed up for me, like, because I didn't expect it. And I was like, what's this dude, dude dressed up like a woman? Right? <laughs> and then they start talking. You're, you're like, like, oh, okay. Richie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> La Bamba. Yeah, guys, we have a bunch of other people as well. I do like that we dropped uh, Andre Benjamin. Andre Three Stacks was mm, in there. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was really, really cool as well, man. So June. a lot of uh, good people in here i love the cast uh last person we want to talk about is where is he at dwight yokum who is the security for anton Mm. sartain he's in this as well he's also a baddie dwight yokum is an american country singer songwriter actor and film director there's nothing this man he's like the country version of master p okay they were in the movie together. Yeah, that's great. That's great, guys. <laughs> All right, man. Um, let's talk about sets and um, music here. Cool. It's Hollywood. Nothing wow. If you've seen a Lethal Weapon movie, it's literally looking like it's. If you've seen Lethal Weapon 4, it looks the exact same. They came out all really similar years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you've seen the look and feel of this. Um, so there, there's no like wow factor as far as the look and not even the music of this. Yeah. Um, I do like the, it's of the time. 
I do like the the ringtones that they both <laughs> did have there, yeah, yeah. right? That was the the call every time that they needed to get into action. Yeah. We got the the, the ringtone. Don't hear that no more, man. Don't nah, hear man. it no more. Nah, not never, man. Just that. Oh. I don't even listen to my ringtone anymore. Mm-mm. So not worried about it. It hits my wrist, so it's on my watch. First thing to do is turn all the sounds off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So talking about a theme for this movie. Um, I don't really have one. I honestly don't have one. Other, I mean, I guess if I could just make one up on the, off the fly, right? I just love this movie and just wanted to do something. Just wanted to, to watch it <laughs> and get your thought and get your it's thoughts fine. on it yeah, as yeah. well. Um, but you know, know know who you are, right? Like, yeah, you are not a good actor, mm-hmm. but you're a damn good young detective. Right, right. Like follow those steps. That's what your father was. You know, what I mean, that's yeah. what you could be as as well there. Um, you got to give it a try, though. Hey, you got to give it a try, and he did. And he was yeah. not. He was not good at it. <laughs> you, and when he, you'll never know. Let's try, the right? Doors. <laughs> you see that? He's like, open the doors, like push like curtains open or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen like yeah. I've seen a streetcar named Desire like in production, like a play before. There, I've never seen anybody just. Pretend open <laughs> It was so good. It was so good, man. But yeah, that I would say that's the thing, man. Know who you are and be true to yourself. All right. These men definitely do that in regards to being fantastic detectives, but yeah. also one's a real estate agent, right? Maybe not the best one, but he's still gonna mm. gonna try, even though he does close that seven million dollar deal. And then the other one is a a wannabe actor. So I like it, man. That kind of tells the story of Hollywood itself where you have to do so many multifaceted things to kind of make it. Yeah, yeah. Not just be a cop. Um, they probably can't just make it on a cop salary. That's why right. they're doing other things as well. Um, but yeah, it tells that type of story, man. All right, team. That is our conversation about 2003's Hollywood Homicide. JV. Yes, sir. First watch, right? Yes, sir. Give me your thoughts and your ratings, brother. Oh, okay. That time already? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, man. I've, I've, I've held your ear long enough. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, first watch, um, two actors I like. Other, I mean, other actors in there as well that, that I really enjoy. we got Harris Ford, Josh Hartnett. And a pretty good, unexpected duo. Yeah. Like it's kind of unexpected as how, how they're... How well their chemistry was together. Um, given that we kind of like I said, we have two two uh, law enforcement officers that are at different points in their life, but they're really really living kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both single guys. They're both working here, and they're both doing all these side projects too, right? That they don't, they just kind of learn about each other. And it made for a pretty good team, and this one's gonna get four bucks popcorn for me. Sir. Four bucks popcorn. Definitely gonna put this one wow. on the rewatch list, man. Wow, guys, you know I'm, I'm geeking right now. <laughs> yo. I'm geeking right now. I was not expecting that. Yo, yeah, it was a it was a good good uh, mix of the comedy and a good mix of the the action for this time period of movie. Yeah, yeah. You know they weren't. Doing crazy CGI, you know, buildings exploding and falling over and stuff like that. But exactly. 
there was there was one car that flipped all the way over. That's all, that was good enough. For, that was good for me. We also okay. had um, there's they, a Ford bike pursuit, bro. <laughs> Not a motorcycle either, bro. <laughs> It had a freaking bell on it. They, they, they uh, <laughs> got got a saline airborne that magically was perfect afterwards. That, duh. Yeah. 2003 saline, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not a scratch. Not one scratch. <laughs> Not even dirt. It's no, no debris. It was no debris. It no was debris, like fresh no. detail. <laughs> Brand new car off the lot after it made the jump. Oh, man. Uh, but no, I enjoyed it and uh, definitely watch it again, man. Appreciate the uh, the olive branch to this movie. Sir. Nice, nice, man. I'm super stoked about that. What you got, brother? Yeah, this is definitely getting four bucks of popcorn for me as well, man. All right. This is, uh, like I said earlier, man, this is my mm-hmm. one of my guilty pleasures. And it's just a fun time, man. Yeah. You get Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is the king of being like that grumpy old guy. But make it be cool. <laughs> Yeah, he's cool. always cool. He's really cool in the movie, but yeah, he was a grumpy old guy too. Yeah, right. I, I love even like the the scene when he's uh, sleeping with Ruby or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Where he has like the donut. It's just a really cool <laughs> yeah. way it's shot and everything, right? <laughs> yeah, super cool. And then you have like Josh Hartnett, who was the king of cool back then, right? He yeah. was like one of the youngest like actors, the cool, sexy leading men. Um, he just did it as well, man. Oh yeah, everything in this movie. Like the, when he got on, when they were being interrogated by Internal Affairs, and he got, <laughs> she's like, "Is he is he on top of the table?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts like stretching her out, yeah. or whatever, to get like her lumbar system. Was, or whatever. He's like just standing on his hands, wasn't he on the table? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, it's crazy. just great, man. He's just just even, fun. He's even talking. He's not even talking. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a fun ride, man. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those just like turn your brain off for an hour and a oh, half, yeah. hour forty five, whatever, man. Have a good time with these characters. <laughs> it will take you on a wild ride. You also see a, a saline man just yeah. rip it up through the streets of L.A., which is awesome. Okay, just badass. Do they even make those things anymore, man? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't think they make salines I, anymore. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know. It was. Awesome, though. It really was. I'd like to have a 2003 drop-top saline right now. It was gorgeous. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Buy a couple right now. (laughs) Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Hollywood Homicide. Next week, we'll be discussing the ladies of the MCU team-up flick, The Marvels. You can catch that in a theater near you. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me all across all socials as I am Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Like always, keep watching. Oh, yeah.